0: We're back. We're back.
1: This is this is going to be a thorough one, and the only reason I know is because I see DC has notes out.
0: This is the first seeking <laughs> wisdom that I have notes <laughs> this for. This is the first FYI. one you've
1: ever been uh, prepared for in advance. So this we're going to talk about um, career growth, progression, and, and basically bringing on a management team at a startup and all, all the different uh, layers. So you, you shared something with us recently, um, you're doing this kind of CEO peer group thing, and and one of the chart, there's like an interesting chart that they shared, and you shared it with us to basically break down like, you know, the different skill sets of a CEO throughout the different phases of a company. So it basically starts with, you know, the first phase is you're just starting up, really early days, and the CEO is, you know, very hands-on because product is getting, you know, off to a a start and starting to figure out where everything is going. Um, But the thing I want to talk about is you know, each of those phases Mm -hmm. and kind of like something that you've said to me is, is just about people in their, people in their career. Mm -hmm. Like rarely does somebody start their career with a company and progress as fast as that company is is Mm growing. It's an
0: important thing when you're in a kind of early stage company or any stage company, I should say, and, and you're ambitious and you want to grow, uh, quickly, in terms of like your responsibility, in terms of uh, your scope within that company, mm-hmm. uh, you know what I've ha- I have this conversation a lot with people throughout the years, and one thing that is hard for people to understand is you can control. It's hard, but you can control your own rate of growth, right? And so, like the things that are easily controllable by yourself, what is hard to control, and uh, and this makes all the difference in a in a high growth company. Uh, whether you pr- you go up mm. up the ladder or you increase your scope or not is is your rate of learning and growth at the same rate of growth as the company. Right. So imagine these two parallel lines and so like for them to move at the same slope, right? throughout all of time, very rare for that to happen. That's why it's, it's very rare for people to to yeah. make it throughout the, all the different stages of a company, yeah,
1: or just like you know, let's let's give an example. Like let's think about Slack, right? Mm-hmm. Three years ago, they had no revenue. Mm-hmm. Today, they have a hundred million in ARR. Mm-hmm. Right? No one, no individual could have possibly accelerated as fast. Yep. like you don't just get to skip from zero to a hundred million mm-hmm. in ARR.
0: Imagine you were a salesperson there. They right. say to don't have salespeople. They do have salespeople. <laughs> FYI, <laughs> imagine you were an early state uh, salesperson. there at zero dollars in revenue, right. and now they're at 100 million or or so of ARR. Right. How many salespeople do you? How many people in the world do you know that could have gone in two and a half years to grow at that same rate? Right, so, like
1: the, like day zero, like the the first year is all about being scrappy. You're signing up every mm-hmm, customer mm-hmm. you can, and then you fast forward three years later. All of a sudden, it's like super process driven. Yep. You know, just logging, like looking up your Salesforce queue, calling leads yeah. every day. So if
0: you were the first salesperson there, to be the ultimate VP of sales or CRO in that company. Uh, a year from now you basically would have had the skill sets of that would have made you great at the zero revenue stage zero to let's say a million dollar stage yeah. but still but 3 years later have the exact skill needed to take them from 100 million to let's say 250 million mm-hmm. i don't know a lot of humans that look like yeah.
1: that so there's like this so there's this interesting this like this this chart that, that you have mm-hmm. uh, and it's just about like you know growing through the different phases yep. and you said you said even from a ceo perspective you know, rarely have you seen, it's rare that a CEO is able to basically execute on all five different stages. Yeah, to go
0: from zero person company to public company. It happens. It's rare. That's why we we hear those stories. And the chart that Dave is talking about is this great chart. I'm in this, I'm about to join this uh, CEO group forum here in Boston, uh, mostly SaaS companies. And The organizer of that, her name is Bouja. What's up, girl? Um, (laughs) She shared this chart with me that they have, and it blew me away. It's a very simple chart, but it blew me away because it's something that it's kind of uh, uh, confirming evidence. It's something that we had been talking about for years, about, like, there's different stages, and you need different people for different stages, and what stage are you right for? And we've always talked about it this way, but it's the first time that I saw it graphically. Mm. And so the... The stages that she talks about here, her and her partner, there's four stages, right? There's the startup stage, and there your sole focus is developing product. There's the second stage, initial growth stage, and there your focus is on driving sales. And you kind of like
1: shift from being uh, hands-on to more of a delegator and like setting the direction.
0: And then you go to third stage, rapid growth. There you're trying to lead the market. And then you go into the fourth stage, continuous growth, and there you're trying to dominate an industry, yeah. right? And in that, in each of those four sections, uh, you go through various turmoil and ups and downs and what have you. But you have leaders that are great at different things, right? In that phase, in that early phase of developing the product, startup phase, there you're trying to become. You're you're trying to have leaders who are. Doers slash decision makers. So they're player coaches, right? They're people who can lead and do at the same time Mm -hmm. because of your size. Then you keep growing into different stages, and then all of a sudden you need a a leader who's good at delegating. And then you need you move to the next stage, and you're good at you need a coach, a person who's good at team building, a planner, a great communicator. And then you move to the fourth stage, and now you're you need to be great at strategic innovation. You need to be You need to be good at affecting change across hundreds of people, good at building organizations and being the kind of chief of culture of your team or your functional area. So like there you've gone through all of these major shifts and that's why very few people can make all of those shifts.
1: Yeah. So uh, one of the reasons I want to talk about this is from your perspective as a founder and a CEO, like how do you know... So not even just, like, you as a CEO, but, like, your team, right? Mm-hmm. How do you know that, like, when when is the right time to move people in and out through each stage? And, like, what, what would be the signs for you to say, hey, this person, you know, can progress through the next stage mm. versus continuously trying to swap people out based on the stage that the company is at?
0: So hard. So hard to figure this out. I mean, at one level, you want people who are great at their stage but are kind of – growing at a faster rate than the company so they're going to lead you or lead that functional area into a new place into that next level and so you want someone who is almost too good for kind of the role that they're doing now or doing it too well and they're excelling too well and it's almost too easy for them and they need that next challenge right versus someone who you see that is probably not a good person to move up there where they're spending most of their time kind of in the weeds most of the time kind of trying to tr- uh, thread water, tread water. How yeah. do you say that? Tread water. Um, and uh, and most of the time kind of like firefighting. And so like they're trying to just keep everything in order. They're probably not a great person uh, or probably not the best fit for you to like move to the next stage because they're having enough trouble right now in their stage and they're kind of hitting a, a plateau in their, in their growth. This does not mean this is not a bad thing. This is, does not mean that that person's a poor, poor performer. They could be an amazing performer for that stage. It might just mean that they're not the best person um, to take on the next role. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: And you've also, but you've also seen like this, this can also work in the opposite way too. Yep. Like you could bring yep. on, uh, you know, a, a senior exec, mm-hmm. you know, too early.
0: Yeah. Right. And most of the problems actually happen in this scenario, where it's the opposite way, where you bring on someone who has too much experience. So let's say they're a fourth level. You know they're good at uh, the fourth level of stage, which is continuous growth and dominating an industry. So imagine you were in SaaS and um, and you wanted to bring someone from. This is the classic mistake. Oh wow, Salesforce or Oracle mm. people who dominate their industry, and then you try to bring them into your. A uh, company that's in stage two, where all you're trying to do is get initial growth and drive uh, those kind of first number of sales, probably not a good person. Someone who's this great change kind of agent of change, organization builder, uh, good at strategic innovation is probably not the best person who to be the leader who's good at just delegating yeah. and uh, and getting that. But early this is team this going. is a
1: hard thing to fight, though, right? Because you look at in the early days, you look at somebody and you're like. Oh man, this, this you know this lady has this amazing resume from mm-hmm. this company. Mm-hmm. You know this would be an amazing fit to our team right now. Yep. But basically, the whole point of of us even doing this episode is like so many other factors, like the stage of the company, right? It's so and important. The, rest of the team mm-hmm. apply to making those decisions. Yeah,
0: it's the number. It's the number one. Well, it's one of the top. I'll just say it that way. One of the top hiring mistakes that I see that that I've made myself many times, and I see other people. Uh, fall into and so we talk about this a lot with with lots of friends and peers and uh, because most people are really good at screening people for cultural fit and for their skill set for the job you know their basic skill set and competency level let's yeah. say what they what they forget is the third thing that they need to look at beyond you know culture fit and do you get along with them and are they competent or not are they smart or are they not smart uh, you know is this third leg which is what is the stage that they're naturally good at right or, or what is the stage that they've had great experience in and if they are naturally good at and or have had most of their experience in a certain stage let's say that first stage or that fourth stage or whatever stage you're looking at it's probably going to be a stretch for them to do an entire reinvent themselves forget everything that they've learned because in some ways you're hiring them because of what they've learned and Ratchet it back down or ratchet it up to meet your stage.
1: Right, and th- th- what makes it hard is that it's easy to look at a resume mm-hmm. and see check this box, check this box. It's harder. Exactly. It's harder to go find the people who might be up and coming and progress Absolutely. into that role.
0: And it's you know it's easier to like you said check the box. It's seductive because it's like wow we got some big names we have this big name yeah you
1: want that press release higher like yeah yeah.
0: wow this is like they hired this amazing person from this huge multi billion dollar company but yet you know they're just getting their initial product into market they haven't reached uh, you know a million or five million dollars in in revenue yet but they're hiring someone who's sold you know. Uh, sold into billions of revenue per year. Yeah. It's hard for that person to to make the switch. And you're almost setting that person up for uh, failure because you're putting them in a scenario that they're not naturally good at, right? And uh, uh, and they're, you're asking them to race on a course that they're not prepared for.
1: And it's hard. Some Another thing that you, you mentioned to me is like, you know, the hard part about making those hires is that there's never really the perfect time for it, right? Mm-hmm. Usually it's going to be like, We might be six months too early, but the right person fits perfectly. Yep. Or if we don't make a decision, we're going to be too late.
0: Yep, and that's why we have this uh, great old saying, which I hope I say it correct, which is uh, horses for courses, right? And that's you want the right horse for the right course, right? You wouldn't hire... You wouldn't go out there and say, we need a great runner. So let's go hire, let's, let's go find the world class sprinter when you're running a cross country race, right. right? You need the person who's right for the stage. Nor would you hire a professional baseball player to play in your, you know, Pony League game, right? <laughs> or your high school right. league, right. because it just, it's hard to translate. Yeah. That's someone who's kind of a super duper specialist, uh, who probably requires a lot of, maintenance and a lot of people to coaches and a lot of support and you're trying to move them down into an entirely different league
1: yeah what what advice would you give to somebody though that is like you know wants to figure out how to progress through all of those Mm. stages
0: one know that it's super rare yeah so don't see it as a failure if you're not able to do it would you say once or
1: once or twice in 20 20 years yeah yeah 20
0: years it's like for me it's like yeah it's been like a handful. let's say I can count them on one hand. the number of times that I've seen people make it through all those stages., yeah. it's just so rare. Yep. That's why you what well, that's why when you see that founder CEO who's taken a company public, that's why it's a big deal because Respect. it doesn't happen. Respect. Uh, and if you look at their management team, it is extremely rare for the majority of that management team to have been that team that was there day one, mm. almost never almost never happens right and so because you need different strengths for different stages of the business it's not it's not a negative thing and so like if you're trying to do it one don't be bummed if you can't do it because it's super rare two remember the only way you're going to be able to do it is you're going to be have to grow at a faster rate than the company though not too fast right you can't be two stages ahead you got to be moving I'm, I'm glad you
1: mentioned no. that this is a good place for us to mm-hmm. wrap up because I think that there is an easy trend, which is you try to manage to the next stage, right mm-hmm. and so like if we're if if you're still at a stage where you need to be really hands on and a doer yep. you can't just because you want the next phase you know skip a step nope and just go straight to thought leadership mode
0: nope definitely uh, I'm glad you brought that up. that is a common problem. yeah, people do yeah they all of a sudden they want to be a strategic blah 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 something yeah. something yeah. And you skip two or three stages it's hard. in that case. Yeah. Yep.
1: So uh, I don't know anything else we wanted to hit on with this. I think I think
0: the main thing was five stages. star reviews. Oh, oh sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry that's going not. Going way. right to the call. To All right, call i to action. To the call no, to that's action. That's how I know we're done. One, You got to subscribe gotta subscribe Overcast? we have asked you to subscribe just do it hit the subscribe button what are we on what are we on oh man name your are favorite are we on
1: Overcast we are on Overcast YouTube? we are on Stitcher. Stitcher we are on YouTube okay. we are on SoundCloud we are on <laughs> iTunes I can even give you the RSS feed link directly if you damn. want that
0: call up Dave damn hit him up no we'll you know you what I reply to everybody dg
1: at drift mm-hmm.
0: what that's not scalable bro it's the best way to start today. woo damn alright subscribe five star review only we're on a march. I think I looked this morning 153 reviews plus my boy Matt. Was it 153? It was 153, but there was one weird thing about them. All of the 153 had like five stars next to them. It was,
1: is that yeah, that, yeah, it's all five type, stars. Is that a bug?
0: Yeah, yeah, no, no, we oh, only get five star okay. reviews. My boy Matt, <laughs> he's over at WordPress. You know who you are. What's up, we Matt? tweeted this morning. What's up, Matt? I hope you put that five star review in, bro. Yeah, all right, we're out of here. Only.